Welcome to Run the Table. We're back again. Uh, what last Friday was our was was the last time we did it, so we took a little bit of a break. Um, Obert, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Um, tough sports week, honestly. Not gonna lie, but you know what? My life can't all be about sports. I, you know, I mean, I gotta I gotta find other things, other outlets. So it sucks. A lot of my teams lost. It was really tough, but like. You got to keep moving forward, you know. Uh, I just got to be an unstoppable force. That's yeah, I'm, that's all I'm focused yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, it was. It wasn't very good football either. A lot of these games. Um, there was two games that I think ended in one score um, out of the six. You ask a little bit more for playoff football. Uh, people saying, "Oh, the seven seed. Why you have a seven seed? If it, all the games are bad this week, okay? All of them. Mm. The best one was the." Uh, Either Bengals, Raiders, or Cowboys, uh, uh, 49ers. Yes. Um, well, I would say this to the people who hate the seven. If you don't have the seven, then you don't have the four and the five. And then, oh, do you have the four and five? Three, six, four, five, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you still, so you still, you still, still would. Okay. But, um, because then one and it's two extra football. It's extra football. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. Um, you don't have to watch it. And also, like, you know, the, uh, other thing is you just give those teams a buy and then those teams make it automatically. It's like I would rather teams control their own destiny. Play for it. Exactly. And I think the Titans were a six seed a while ago and didn't they beat the Ravens and went to the AFC Championship game beat the Patriots? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's some upsets, okay? The upsets can still happen and who knows, you know? Who knows? Maybe we'll see some crazy one here. Um, I guess we'll start with the with the very first game. Uh, Saturday, I think it was about a 4-15 kick. Bengals, Raiders. Bengals get their first playoff victory since 1991. Mm. I mean, it was a, a huge win for not only the team, the organization, but the city of Cincinnati. Um, and thank you guys. I want to I thank Cincinnati personally because now everybody uh, is going to comment on the Lions being the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Yeah, or playoff win drought. So, you don't love that. So thank you for that, uh, Bengals. Um, just another thing that you can add on to our <laughs> mantle of of memeable trophies. Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't think either teams played very well in this game, honestly. Like, I, very true. I, I don't know. Uh, I watched this game. Uh, it's like the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow throws for 240 yards. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought... I thought, you know, at the end of the day, the Bengals were the better team. They always looked like it, but it's like they did just enough to kind of get by. They kind of escaped from that one or survived. The, the Raiders were driving late in that game. They easily could have tied that game up, gone to overtime. But Bengals are enough to win, and they get props for that. But it's like, do I see them as a team that could go in there and shock the Titans? Probably not. The line for that game, speaking of which, is like three and a half. If I'm a sports Jeez. better out there... I am hammering that number. I'm hammering it. I mean, you mean to tell me the Titans are getting two weeks? Yeah, it's Tennessee minus three and a half. Titans are getting two weeks here. They're getting two weeks to be prepared, get ready, get all their guys healthy, get warmed up for the for the Bengals. And well, they have one week for the Bengals. Sure, but they figured it would either be you know 
Bengals. It would have to either be Bengals, Raiders, or unless a huge upset happened, but nobody really saw the Steelers coming been, into the Chiefs. It could have been, you know I mean? been the Patriots. Yes, the Patriots it could have been a lot of teams. Um, it's so, better to be in that two spot, I mm. would say, in terms of uh, preparation for the following week, but it doesn't matter anymore because you have to play. So Yeah. Um, all their guys are healthy. All their guys are ready to go. The Bengals kind of just looked okay. Um, and they're only three and a half point favorites at home, mind you. So I would hammer that line. I mean, just for just for some reference, the Packers are six point favorites. And I would say the 49ers are a much better team than the Bengals are. I think the 49ers are one of the best teams in football uh, right now with how they're playing. We'll get to it, but Jimmy G might not play. So what? Uh, yeah, I didn't. This game didn't. I didn't. Wasn't impressed by either team. It was. <clears throat> It was terrible game flow, though. It was a tough game to watch. I mean, there were penalties, flags left and right. Goals. It, it was, yeah. It, you had eight field goals. Uh, I think probably, I, I, this is an estimation, a 25 penalties. That's what it felt like. Mm. It felt like there was a flag every other play. You have the uh, miscellaneous whistle during the, the one Bengals touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean... It was a terrible showing by the NFL in terms of uh, in terms of their referees, and both these teams didn't play great. I mean, when Derek Carr throws twenty or fifty four passes um, in a game, it's yeah, Com- it's, not, it's not great. Combined red zone percentage was thirty percent. I mean, that's just one for five for the Raiders and two for five for the Bengals, and that's just getting points, right? Or is no, that that's, touchdown? that's touchdowns. Okay, yeah. Okay, the so that's, that's touchdown conversion. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> terrible. It is. Yeah, it was tough. Um, yeah. I mean, even the defenses, they didn't play particularly well. Yeah. It was just uh, stupid mistakes on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think the Raiders should probably look elsewhere for head coach um, other than Rich Bisaccia. Uh, I, know, I know last week I said that I, I think he bought – yeah, it was his first playoff game, but they didn't impress me at all. Um, it, receiving wise, I mean, Derek Carr spread the ball around a lot. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Um, Jamar Chase didn't really have that that big of a game. I mean, we've seen him have some some huge performance. I mean, nine for one hundred sixteen is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. But like Jamar, we've seen Jamar Chase go for damn near two hundred. So, oh, damn near three hundred. How about that? Um, um, it was it was just an all right game. I mean, T. Higgins one catch for ten yards. Tyler Boyd four for twenty six. So it was really Jamar Chase or nothing uh, for Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I there was there's not much else to be said about this game. Mm-mm. Wasn't a very fun one. No, it it, re- it really wasn't. Uh, the next game, uh, that although happened, it was a fun finish, Raiders had a chance to win. Yeah, there at the end. and Derek Carr did Derek Carr things. <laughs> Couldn't get it. Uh, the next game that happened was an absolute clunker. Uh, Bills mollywopped the absolute ever living crap out of the New England Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen yep. in Buffalo. Um, I don't know if you're ever going to get a more perfect game from an NFL team other than what the, the Bills did. They score you, the perfect the perfect NFL game. Yeah, I thought the Patriots would win this one. That was one of my worst takes of the year, probably. Um, it was that was embarrassing. I really thought the Patriots would have a little bit more up their sleeve offensively. What I was just absolutely, and I was surprised with how poor they did offensively. I was surprised. I was dumbfounded, stunned with that defense. I mean, it had been up to that point a really solid defense all throughout the year, and the Bills got whatever they wanted easily. I mean, yeah. in seconds. Josh uh, Allen stat line: twenty-one for twenty-five, three hundred and eight yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah. 
Uh, the guys were wide open too. It's yeah. not he made one throw where it was like, holy shit, what a throw. Mm-hmm. And it was that throw in the back of the end zone to Dawson Knox. Other than that, I mean it was guys were just open. Yep. He had pretty clean pockets. I mean, sometimes he he did get pressure and had to roll out, but it wasn't like they made Josh Allen uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we've ever seen a secondary, Bill Belichick-led secondary, so weak. I mean, holy cow. Um, in a playoff game, no less either. I thought Mac Jones was decent. He wasn't very good. But. He was good towards the end of the, or not good, but he was decent towards the back half of the uh, the second half. But that first half, he was bad. Yeah, uh, a couple of picks. And everyone was saying, like, you know, putting blame on these young quarterbacks. It's like it's, I mean, he's literally a rookie. Jalen Hurts, same story. Yeah. He's a second-year guy. It's like, yeah, he played terrible too. But it's like, hey, listen, you know, if, Lamar, hey, Lamar's first playoff game, let's not forget, played against the Chargers and was terrible. Yeah. was awful. was one of the worst games we've seen a quarterback it's play. It's tough in to come in as a, as a rookie. And, or a second year, you know, I mean, it's well, tough. I mean, Joe Burrow came in and played pretty good. Okay. 240 yards. I, listen, you know? it wasn't it wasn't a Joe Burrow, uh, Mount Rushmore game, but it wasn't bad. It was it was decent, you know. It was good. He did, he did it fine. It was good. 240 yards? I don't know. Two touchdowns? I mean, he didn't He didn't put the ball in harm's way. Hey, a lot of checkdowns. I'll tell you that much. He did get sacked a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he played fine, but it's like he kind of just did enough. And that's fine, but it's like these young quarterbacks have it tough, okay? They do. So, they do. They it, do. You're right. It's it's a hard it's a hard situation. I think the Bills were a much better team. I should have recognized that. And I think as far as Bill Ma- Bills Mafia goes, they're... They could beat anybody. I mean, clearly. I think that, that Chiefs game is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think, and I think there's a lot of uh, hype now around the Bills because of what they did to the Patriots, the team they've struggled with throughout the 21st century, especially when, when they had Tom Brady. But you have to look at the fact that this was literally the perfect game, and it, it's never happened before. I don't know if they can replicate this. Especially against the what? What do you mean it's never happened before? Like nobody's ever put up forty-seven against the Pats or something. Nobody has scored a touchdown on every. Oh single yeah, possession. yes, 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 yes. They had well, seven possessions and scored on every single one. Yeah, but I don't think it's dumb luck that they you know stumbled into that. I think I, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it was it was quite literally the perfect NFL game, and I don't you can't replicate that. Yeah, but the hope it is, is especially in back-to-back weeks. The hope is they won't need to. They will. They're playing. They're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't the Patriots. Absolutely not, but I would hope that they would get a stop. That's all they need to not have to do the perfect game. <laughs> you're, I know. I yeah, you're right. I know. Um, <laughs> but the Patriots couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I will say I was extremely impressed by the Bills secondary. Um, they've kind of been uh, a, an up and down defense this year, uh, but I thought they played really well. They took advantage of the. Um, rookie Mac Jones uh lack of experience yeah um I mean that one play by uh, uh Micah Hyde that first interception where he just uh, covered half the field and stole it mm. I mean it was it was a beautiful play and let's be honest here I mean uh the the two touchdowns the Patriots did score at least the last one it was kind of in garbage time I mean it was garbage 47 17 this one was 47 10 I thought it could have been worse it could have been even worse so uh, yeah, I mean, holy cow. They played fantastic both sides of the ball. Um they're dangerous. They are. They're 11 and 6, and that's kind of crazy to think about cuz I always envision the Bills, but like it's they're they're a for real team. They are. Um and we said they'll need to be able to run the ball. They were able to do it pretty well yeah, they you were. Know, against a against a pretty good uh Patriots de- defensive front. So I mean, who knows? 
Who knows? We'll see. Uh, next game, Sunday, first game. I think that was about a uh, 1 o'clock kick. Uh, we had we had Eagles, Bucks. The Eagles shouldn't have been a playoff team. I mean, we knew that. Um, mm. The Saints were clearly a better better team than the Eagles, even with their uh, quarterback situation. Yeah. It would have been a better game against the Bucks because the defense defensively they're actually uh, good. But you see what happens when the Eagles go up against a legitimate team; they just get uh, destroyed. It was it wasn't even like it was close at any point in the game. I mean. Everybody, they, the Eagles literally ran the ball nine times outside of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh, he goes for uh, twenty three, forty three, uh, two hundred fifty eight yards, touchdown, two picks. One of them was really bad. I, I don't really remember the second one. The first one to uh, Mike Edwards was terrible. Uh, he underthrew his receiver, basically threw it right to Mike Edwards. Yeah, uh, it cost him some points. Tom Brady was was good. I mean, he wasn't anything special. Uh, they ran the ball pretty well with with Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard. I think they get uh, Leonard Fournette and Rojo back this week. Um, I think it was a smart idea for Bruce Arians and the, and the coaching staff to make that decision. Hey, we don't need to play these guys this week. Mm. We're plenty capable. We're pretty deep at running back. Didn't think I'd say that a couple weeks ago, but uh, they, they didn't average yards per carry. I mean, three point one, three point four, but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like they were having a ton of trouble running the football. Yep. Um, the Eagles have a lot to. Yeah, that's what Troy Aikman was saying too. And you know, uh, oh, that's right. Shaq Barrett had the other other pick. Yeah. Um, he was saying, as far as the Eagles go, there are teams in the playoffs that. I would say, like the Cowboys, for example, you lose the first round, and you're like, okay, uh, we just got to reload a little bit next year. This Eagles team is still, they got a long way to go. They, I mean, it is not like that. Jalen Rager had probably the worst game of his career. Yeah, uh, finished at 31-15. It was not 31. It was 31 They scored all 15 points in the fourth quarter. Exactly, and like within like the f- final 10 minutes, I'm sure. But um, this Eagles team has a long way to go. They have so many positions they need to get better at. Um, and they're old at certain ones, too. Yeah, especially on the O-line. O-line, I think. Um, uh, you got Fletcher Cox is old. Darius Slay mm-hmm. is old. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles are in a tough spot. Yeah, they have three first-round picks. They got Jalen Hurts, who, uh, if you look at this game in a vacuum, he's not your future. But he played well down the stretch to get Dish. him here. Can he do it against good defenses? I don't know. They didn't play great teams down the stretch. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think you stick with him this year. But who knows? I think, though, they, they've got it. Like, because, like, what else are you going to do? I, I mean, unless you use a first on a quarterback. But I, mean, I mean, they got three, right? Yeah. At the very worst, he's a fine you know, one year guy. If you if you do want to move off of him, he's a fine one year guy, but it is what it is. Uh 49ers Cowboys next. Do you wanna Um sure. I was incredibly disappointed. Uh I clearly have been big on the Cowboys the whole year. I was definitely wrong about the Cowboys. I'll admit that. Hand up. Um I thought that they would play better in bigger games. But I wasn't too wrong. I mean, I did have them only going. It's not like they were my Super Bowl team. You know yeah. what I mean? I had them going to my NFC Championship. If you go back to last episode, I said repeatedly that this was probably the worst matchup for the Cowboys. I think you said it like three different times. Um, I was big on that. 
this is a very pass-heavy offense going up against one of the best defensive lines in all of football. When you think about Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa, what they were able to do. We saw it against the Rams, too. Uh, when pass-heavy teams go up against the Ram- or the 49ers, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. And I think that's where the Packers are going to be in a tough spot as well. I mean, they throw the ball all the time. They'll have to run the ball. I think they run the ball they better can than, run the ball, the so that they'll, be able to, they'll be able to win that one. But... Um, and I think that's what you need to do because we saw the Rams trying to run the ball so much against the 49ers trying to do that I think, because you can't guard those guys for a very exactly. long time. Like, and I think, I so think, I think part of it, I think part of it was it was Cam Akers' first game back and they kept trying to like feed him, like force mm. feed him towards the end instead of, you know, taking a couple shots downfield. It was almost like they were being really conservative and with like, Running back who who is playing his first game of the entire year. It was almost like they already knew they won the division. Oh my god! I know, right? Isn't yeah, that crazy? That's what I said. Last <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I thought it was a really tough matchup for him, and I think that held true. But the Cowboys could have won this game. I mean, they really could have. Obviously, they had the couple of chances down the stretch there. Um, I didn't think Dak played very well, honestly. Um, I think he's going to have to play better in a game like this. Uh, this is a really good 49ers team. I think you're going to have to evade pressure like you're just going to have to. <laughs> That's part of it. And your guys are going to have to get open early. And uh, they weren't really able to do that very much. Um, and I think the Cowboys have got to address in the offseason the run game. I mean, it just was not good enough. Zeke had 12 carries, 31 yards. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, it's no, he's, listen, in my personal opinion, I said it at the beginning of the year. Uh, you have to move on from Ezekiel Elliott. He is no longer the best running back on your team. It clearly is Tony Pollard. I mean, he just has an extra, I don't even want to say gear, because I don't know if it necessarily is, but he's just got more energy. Mm. He doesn't look like he's tired or gassed at any point when he runs. I think there are some things that Zeke does, pass blocking in particular. He is the best pass protector in terms of running backs in the NFL. Um, We saw it in the playoff game, and people knew that coming out of college. Like He was so good at that at Ohio State. I'll remember that Uh, on that national championship team. It was like they would have him in the game. He wouldn't even run routes just as another pass protector. (laughs) Exactly. unbelievable. And if if he is able to kind of refine his his receiving game, because he hasn't always been the best receiving back, Mm. um, if he's able to work on his hands, I feel like he would be one of the better third, if not the best third down running back in the league because he can stay in. He can get you another second and a half yeah. to to get the ball away. Or he, you line him up against a a, um, a linebacker, and he's able to create some space. Now he's not going to outrun the linebacker. Linebackers are too fast now. Mm. Um, but I, I I think that he would be able to do some damage. Now, if you're the Cowboys, I actually thought they responded pretty well um, after that first drive. Uh, I thought the 49ers were going to roll. Roll the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, they, they went down without any. It was there was zero resistance from the Cowboys defense. I mean, it was chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. They just drove the yeah. drove the ball down the field, um, and then they get a field goal after a Dak pick. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was sixteen seven, and then twenty. No, I was. I meant. I meant for the ten point ten nothing after the first quarter. I think Dak only threw one pick. Yeah, he, he did. Okay, and I don't know what it was. Was it was it a turnover or was it just a three and out? I think it was just a three and out. Okay, so they go down and get a field goal. It was ten nothing. I was like, oh, this is going to be ugly. Yeah. And then it was sixteen to seven. I was like, okay. I mean, nine point or yeah, nine point game. Still two scores. And then the second half happened, and I was like, oh no, Kyle Shanahan is doing the Kyle Shanahan thing mm. again. He gets so conservative in the second half of games when he has a lead. I I don't know why. Yeah. It's like you think you would have learned. 
I think, and this is what I, again, I've watched two Kyle Shanahan games in a row, and, you know, I'm not going to claim to be an expert here. But I'll say this about Kyle Shanahan. You know, and a lot of people will say, okay, so the 49ers won, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he deserves a lot of props. It's like at the end of the day, 23 points. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like he's an offensive guy. So much better. Year after year, I've said, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. Oh, a genius offensive mind. Whoa, 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 whoa. I do think it was the de- the defense was I, fantastic. I do think I do think that that he is a genius, especially because of what he's done with Debo Samuel. I think that was a smart move. I don't know if it makes him a genius. I'll tell you this much: uh, the I, way he uses him, I think it does. I think his offensive game plans coming out of halftime sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes coming out of the first. He's or, great at scripting the first half. Exactly, he's been fantastic. He did a great job at that with the Cowboys. They had no answer, but as soon as the Cowboys made adjustments, they looked lost on offense. Uh, and exactly. they even tried to throw the ball. Yeah, it's, it's like I don't, it, it, I don't know. Nothing how healthy, was open. I don't know how healthy Jimmy G was in the first place. He's not a great quarterback anyway. So if you play pretty good coverage, which the Cowboys did most of the game, um, he's not going to make any of these throws that wow you. Where I was extremely impressed with the adjustments the Cowboys made, and I don't even know if it was just adjustments or if it was just a player making plays, was Michael Parsons. I mean, he's been talked about all year long, but every single outside zone run, run yeah. it was Micah Parsons was making the play. Nobody else on the Cowboys. It's, Michael Parsons at times seemed like the only player on the Cowboys defense that wanted to win yes. that game. Yeah, uh, he was he was really quick in that game, and I'll give him a lot of credit, man. Uh, Micah's a hell of a player, and that was so much of what the 49ers tried to do to ice out that game. They couldn't do it because Michael Parsons was there stretching the field both I mean, sides. And, Elijah wow. Mitchell fin- finishes with 27 for 96. It's a 3.6 uh, 3. average. Mm. And a lot of that was because Michael Parsons was making plays at the line of scrimmage or one or two yards uh, uh, after the line of scrimmage. Like, he yeah. was, I mean, he was just stopping it before the play could even get started. Yeah, exactly. He was fantastic. Um, so, I, I think you're, I think that's just a player making a play. But, I mean, uh, second half, it just felt like even, you know, 49ers, like, even when they did try to pass, nothing's open. You know what yep. I mean? And as far as, you know, Jimmy G is concerned, it's like there's not a lot he can do. And, hey, Kyle Shanahan, hey, props for coming out with a great game plan. Adjust, buddy. I don't know what you want from me, but it's like. <laughs> they they did. They just tried to do the same things over and over again. Um, and, and defenses are going to be able to adapt to that. Uh, they they didn't do anything in the second half that was like, oh, yeah, this 40. They didn't score in the fourth quarter. They didn't score in, like, the last I don't know, 15 minutes of game time or something like that. Probably like 20, 25. Or not I mean, 15. I meant uh, I meant 20 or 25. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what um, I meant. I was like, 15 would be one quarter. Because didn't they score immediately yeah. coming out of half or something like that? That's I, that's After what that I remember. Half. It was it was like their second or, or their first or second drive out of halftime. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was 23 to 7 for a good portion of the game. Yeah. And then Jimmy G throws a pick. Which was, finally oh turns the God. momentum around. You were just waiting for a Jimmy G mistake yeah. like that. Yeah. And he, he threw it. Uh, we have to talk about it. Um, the last drive. Uh, oh yeah, I, one. I I I, my mind. <laughs> I I need to I need to know who the hell the 49ers defensive uh oh yeah coordinator is. You literally gave them a free I yeah. don't know twenty yards, fifteen yards, almost every, every play. play. Like what the hell are I you no doing? Idea. <laughs> Nobody was talking about that, but it, and it it t- was because of the last play. That's why. But mm-hmm. like they seriously could have lost that game because you let them drive all the way down to the forty yard line. Yeah. Um, 
And 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 what was so, just stunning? It took him. It's like okay, like maybe they were like, all right, this is our philosophy. We're sticking to it. We're not letting it get past us. We're going to force Hail Mary. We're fine with Hail Mary. But then they switch to the sideline uh-huh. defense. It's like okay, why are you they just did, doing they did that, that now? about midfield? It wasn't yeah, like it wasn't like a field it, field goal was going to kill him. It took they him like did a touchdown. six plays to adjust. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And uh, Cowboys actually had a chance on that final drive. Obviously. The real missed opportunity for the Cowboys offense, fourth down and 10, and Dak misses Cedric Wilson there. Oh, my God. If he, Listen, if he hits him, if it's Dak, a first down, if and Dak Cowboys is able probably to, score a touchdown. If Dak is able to complete that pass, mm. I mean, that throw was already extremely impressive. Yes. Cedric Wilson just needs to turn the other way. Yeah. He turned, He flipped his body. He should have just turned his head. Yeah. Um. So that, that was the real missed opportunity there for the Cowboys. And then, obviously, you know, uh, try and have one last – uh, one last effort with about 37-ish seconds left, I think it was. Um, 35, maybe. From, there, was, there wasn't a ton of time. From their own 20, no timeouts. So, basically, they needed a miracle. <laughs> it, was like, it, was like, it was like the 49ers needed to stop him in bounds one time. And they exactly. were just like, no, it's okay. You can take the sideline. And sideline to sideline, they just get 10, 15, 20 yards, like we said. And sure enough, get it all the way down to the 40-yard line and a very controversial play call by, who knows, Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy. I think I think what I've what I've heard is it was called by Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy greenlighted it. They've ran it in practice a bunch of times. Mm. Uh, it, it's just tough tough to simulate a, a ref having to come in and that's true too. Spot it. Um, Dak goes about seventeen yards. I think it was officially down to the twenty three yard line. Um, gets or slides down there. Ref comes up. Um, doesn't do a great job. Uh, runs into the Cowboys players, probably cost him a second. I don't know if it makes a difference. Um, Cowboys maybe get the snap off, but in actually spiking it, it obviously took yeah. off all the time. And the game ends uh, with the 49ers uh, winning 23-17, and Cowboys can't get a Hail Mary or anything like that. The run was from the 40-yard line. There was 14 seconds left on the game clock. He slides down. There's about seven or eight seconds left. Uh, I think, no, there was there was nine. It was nine okay. seconds by the nine time. Seconds. Once they blew the once, whistle. Once they blew the whistle, Ruff couldn't get to the ball. Cowboys got the snap up. Maybe, I don't know, spike it. I uh, think they got it off, game. but I don't I, I, It didn't, didn't matter. It didn't obviously. matter. What I've heard from... From some of the former NFL players, um, Dan Orlovsky being one of them, uh, he said that it was really on Dak Prescott for not finding a ref and giving him the ball. That's tr- that's possibly um, true. I didn't instead, think he he put it there, and then I, I get the whole um, the whole running into the offensive lineman, but you have to you have to be aware that it, the ref is coming. Uh, and you have to get out of the way for at least a half second. Yes. Just like step, sidestep, let him through. Uh, but at the same time, that ref ran from, uh, the, I, I think he was probably at the 45, yeah. maybe 50. I, <laughs> it's tough because like these refs aren't young. A lot of mm. them aren't young. I I don't know. It's just one of those situations where do you take that risk yeah. knowing knowing the, the, the officiating crew? I don't know. My question is, I feel like there's been those situations before, and I feel, I just don't understand. Is it is it that back judge? Well, yeah, I don't understand why the refs like. Typically, I've seen that happen before, where it's like, okay, they need the ref, but the ref isn't that far away. There's typically a ref like from the sideline, isn't it? So so here and here's another thing too. It's like Dak needed to get the ball to a ref. There wasn't a ref. Isn't the ref that spots the ball normally the field judge that's in the middle of the field? Yes. Yeah. I think Dak ran past him, and so did everybody else. 
and he just didn't wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he was so he was so far away. But you got to find that he was guy. Like, he was like fifteen yards away. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> well, no, he was more than that. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna, he's fifteen yards away from the, the from the beginning of the play. When Dak slides, he's about thirty or forty yards. I'm like, how is there not a ref closer? Because we've seen this situation happen before, where teams are trying to get the I'm, last. I'm playoff. gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna try to watch. I'm gonna see where this ref is. Try and get the last playoff, and the ref is typically right around the play, right right around where the play ends. That was my only thing with it. Not that he wasn't running fast enough, or that he ran into the O line, or anything like that. How was there not a ref closer? I mean, you. Have have to figure the Cowboys are going to do something, you know. Th- th- so this they're, they're at about the 41 and a half or 40 and a half yard line. There is no ref in the middle of the field. <laughs> there is maybe, no ref. Maybe they're in the end zone trying to look at like a possible like touchdown. I don't know. But there is there was no uh, no I I don't know but look. Look at this. He's there's nobody there. Yeah. Isn't there supposed to be somebody there? Yes. Yes. I, I think he's I think he's back there. And why? Why? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I don't agree with the play call uh, because you don't have any timeouts and you're relying too much on refs that have proven that they are not good at their job. I don't like the play call either, truth be told. Um, Again, I think I would rather have... Again, and I said this even... Like, I was thinking this from when they were at the 50. Like, how much sense does it make to even get to the 40? You know what I mean? Like... Just try and get two or three Hail Mary attempts off. See what you can do. Um, I think even with 14 seconds, you could probably get three, actually. Exactly. I think you could yeah. probably get three um, if you just operate into the play really quickly. Because 40 yards, you're just chucking it down the field. Players can get down the field. I mean, 40-yard dash, four and seconds. It, and it's incomplete. Yeah, you get time. You get, what, 40 or 20? Is it 40 or 25 in that situation for play clock? 40. You get forty seconds to kind of recoup that energy to because you know what the play call is. And at worst, take a delay a game. I mean, exactly from it's five the 40, forty-five yard line. Does it really change the bottom line? I didn't agree with it personally. You get two, probably two, because I mean, you know, a forty-yard pass probably is going to take you a little bit yeah. longer in seven seconds. Maybe three, depending on what Maybe happened. Maybe three if you you can be quick. But um, obviously, they went that route. I think at the end of the day, they liked the situation from 25 more than 40, and that is what it is. Um, I think if if maybe you know the refs there, they get the spike down. I would have liked to seen the play from 25 to really have a good because I would have liked to see how it looked. Maybe they like maybe they had a certain play that they ran that they liked from 25 yard distance rather than a 40 yard distance. I don't know. Maybe they had a hook and ladder sort of play that they liked. Who knows? But. Um, Obviously, it didn't work out, and and they lost. But it is what it is. Um, next game was probably the least fun game to watch of the weekend. Uh, it was Kansas City beating up on an anemic offense in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, uh, the first touchdown they scored, it was it was, the score was tied at zero uh, mm. going in, going into the second quarter. Yeah, um, the first touchdown of the games that was scored was a TJ Watt fumble recovery return for a touchdown. Yep. Because the Chiefs decided they were going to go with from Wildcat with Nicole Hardman. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting play call. Uh the the Steelers defense had played really well up until that point. Um and then within a matter of 10 minutes I think uh the Chiefs scored 21 points and it was 21-7 going into halftime and they scored right before half. And it shouldn't be unbelievable cuz they do this every in playoff game. Ah. Oh. I mean, Big Ben's stat line, 29-44, 215 yards and two touchdowns. And his first, I don't know, 
half was some of the worst quarterback play I had ever. Literally, and I know we say this a lot, but you, you, I would compare what he did in, in, in that first half with like Nathan Peterman. Yeah, it just without the interceptions, he could not hit anyone. And the, the times he did hit his, his receivers, they dropped it. Yeah, it was it was just not the Steelers' night to even be close in this game. Uh, they couldn't run the ball at all. I mean, Najee Harris had 12 carries for 29 yards. I mean, they got down early, so what could they do? Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, had, an, had an amazing game, which we're accustomed to. 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns, and a pick. That pick was a little bit a little bit weird. Uh, got uh, tipped up in the air. Uh, mm. That one's not really on Patrick, although... TJ Watt just made a made yeah. another play. It's what he does. It's what the guy does. Um, they ran the ball pretty well. Jarek McKinnon is a nice little weapon, nice little Five wrinkle. Um, I, not only that, but he is he is something in the in the past game. Yeah, he, he he is better than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's just a matter of whether or not he can stay healthy, and whether or not the Chiefs front office is willing to admit it. You know, like we used a first round pick on this guy, and he's <laughs> yeah. their second best running back. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked Jarek McKinnon, um, but yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I just don't know how you stop this team. I really don't. Um, I'll say this: beginning of the game, seven nothing. Well, for whatever reason, and and I let myself fall for it every single time, but. For whatever reason, it takes the Kansas City Chiefs like 20 minutes every single playoff game to settle in. No, not a, 25 not, not necessarily. It's, it's just uh, it's just the other team has to score first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got to get up a little bit. I, I'll say this: the Can- uh, the Texans yeah. Chiefs they, game, but they were down back, what 24, 24 nothing. To nothing. <laughs> 24 to nothing. And they win that game 51-31. It like what? They go on a 51 to 7 run after a 24 nothing start. Unbelievable. Uh it takes them so long. I don't get it. It just takes them a long time. And even that game, I was into the second quarter. It's like I don't get it. I do not get it. And I thought last year in the Super Bowl that was the one time where I was like, okay, all right, they'll, they'll come back. It'll be no big deal. And they did not. It was not. that was a tough game to come back from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this was another example of it. They settled in. It was just like, okay, yeah, we're just we're just a way better team than you. There was a throw that Patrick Mahomes made this game that I was. I, I don't know. I don't know what the word to describe it is because it's the first time I've ever seen a quarterback actually try to make the throw in a game. Mm. He's rolling right, falling away. Across the field, across yeah. his own body, throws it on a dime into Nicole Hardman's hands, and he dropped it. I mean, the coverage was really good, but Nicole should have caught it. Like, yeah. it was, it was, uh, uh, he was a, a magician. It was magic. Yeah. Uh, he makes those throws more than any other quarterback I know of. Uh, he's just really good. And uh, Big Ben is gone. Uh, Good riddance. Um, not going to miss you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> really don't like you. See your smelly ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, are you ready for this last one? Not really, but we'll get into it. Uh, Rams, Cardinals, uh, Rams 34, Cardinals 11. It was domination. Mm. I, I mean, the, the Rams just, they were in control of this game the entire way, especially in the first half. The Cardinals offense was the worst I'd ever seen it. And I don't mm. know if it was just because of good defense or it was just the Cardinals did not know what to do offensively. Um, okay, this is totally, you know, this is all on me, right? Because think about it, I am the one who's been big on the Cardinals all year. You know, you picked it you picked them to win. 
but I've said, you know, Kyler Murray is a sorcerer. <laughs> I picked him to win or, because I I didn't I was sorcerer. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't trust Matthew Stafford. I didn't know what I was gonna get. From he him. only threw thirteen passes, but he did hey, plenty, man. He, he he threw seventeen. Or yeah, seventeen <laughs> passes, thirteen completions. Some of it, he he did make some nice throws. I mean, he, no, he did he, he did a great job. He, he just didn't, didn't have, have to do much. Exactly. He didn't have to do much. And I thought he was gonna play a lot worse. He played extremely efficient, yeah. and that's not something I'm used to Matthew Stafford doing. Yeah. Uh, but he gets his first win, playoff win, and I'm really happy for him. Um, okay, so I've been big on the Cardinals all year, and let me okay, let me address this first. I think Kyler played the worst football game I've ever seen him play. I, I think would agree. That's number one, and I think part of that is nerves. I think these. The, I, it's I mean, his first playoff game. When we think about the Cardinals, how many of these guys were? I mean, they relied on Ronald Moore so much, second leading yeah. receiver. I mean, all these guys are playing in their first playoff game. Every yeah. single one of them, except for AJ Green, maybe in Zachary, JJ James Connor, JJ Watt, sure. Uh, but so many of these guys are playing in their first playoff games. It's probably a lot of nerves and they just could not settle into this game and they struggled with that a lot now um i think this game really opened up my eyes something clicked with me but uh to really how bad cliff kingsbury uh can be i i I think let me address this it's like i was a big (laughs) cliff kingsbury guy at the beginning of the season but i think something occurred to me like even even the play that kyler missed christian kirk it's like 95% 95% of the Cardinals' highlights and best plays come in the scramble scramble drill. Not not a designed, oh, we're going to get this guy wide open. Oh, How many times do you see that from the Cardinals? Rarely ever. 95% of the time, it's, okay, Kyler makes three guys miss, throws it off his back foot, and somebody makes an incredible, or, you know, D-Hop makes an incredible catch. And D-Hop's not out there, and we saw the effects of that. I mean, I realistically, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury's system offense at least under his rule, works anywhere else other than Arizona. And without D-Hop, it doesn't work at all. I mean, Kyler's QBR is 7.6. Again, he played terribly, the pick six. That's just completely... I was Carson Wentz level of ineptitude. Yes, that was just, like, so stubborn. I'm not taking this sack, even though he should have. Like, I know the two versus nine argument, but... Or the... uh, the six versus seven versus nine yeah. argument, but uh, you, you can't take a save or you can't take the that six. that argument only works if you go out and you score a touchdown after exactly. <laughs> um, so that's that. It, Kyler played terribly, but like he was getting no help. I mean, Cliff, Cliff, if if he doesn't have all the guys he needs, he's not a great play caller. He's not, and I mean nobody could get open. And it's like even with D Hop. I again, I swear, I I go back watch. I watched this game. I watched it again. Watched some of the Cardinals highlights throughout the year, and I've really thought I'm like <laughs> most of these plays are the scramble drill. I mean, yeah. that's what it all boils down to with Kyler. It's like if those guys can't make plays because, or if Kyler can't, you know, get out of the pocket and start making plays, their offense just does not really work. And I think that's a big that's a big question mark there with Cliff. I mean, he's got to he's got to fix that. He's got to work on that. Absolutely. They it was it was an embarrassment. It, it really was. It really you're right. And and I, I think that's the best way to put it. It was an embarrassment. I mean, and I saw this coming with as far as and I didn't say this on the podcast last week, but I was terrified in my mind because I was just like the Cardinals have been playing really poor offensively for like the past three, four, five yeah. weeks. And defensively, they're just not a great team. They haven't been all year. But, I mean, think about these scores on offense. So they put up 30 against the Seahawks, but they give up 38, and a bunch of their points were in garbage time. And then it's 25 against the Cowboys, 16 against the Colts, 12 against the Lions, 23 against the Rams, 
That's well, the past hey, month when, and a half. When you're playing a, a great <laughs> defensive Lions. team of the Lions, uh, 12 is pretty impressive. So, I mean, they're going 23, 12, 16, 22. And, I mean, again, Lions are, with all due respect, 3-1 team. I mean, what? If Colts hadn't three? even been playing. Oh, yeah, okay, but the, uh, during that stretch, they were 3-3. Three and three. Whatever. Colts ended up losing two games right after that. Cowboys clearly weren't as good of a team as we thought they were. And, I mean, again, just low point totals, low, low point totals as soon as you miss D-Hop. I was scared about that, but I thought, oh, Cliff, Cliff will draw something up. He'll have something up his sleeve. I didn't even think it was Cliff. I thought he didn't. Because I, I, I knew going into the season that Cliff Kingsbury wasn't this, this great offensive coach. I mean, you saw what he did with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. They, like, they did put up some serious offensive numbers. They went 13-19. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, they, they they scored some points, though. It's college football in the Big 12, though. Like, you're going to score points. Yeah, but I, I thought it was because of defensive any, recruiting. He didn't recruit okay, well enough fair. defensively. Okay, I'll give you that. And offensively, they just went nuts. I'll give you that. But with a guy, we've seen how good Patrick Mahomes is. you got to do better than below 500, okay. in my personal opinion. Um, I just thought that... The receivers would have had a better game, and I was wrong. I mean, uh, Kyler had no You're time. Right. Kyler had no time, uh, and his receivers let him down. And I, uh, I kind of wondered, like, and I don't know if there's any reports about this, but was Kyler hurt? He didn't look a hundred. There was something missing from his from his escapability, exactly, and you know, scrambling. He was so often it just it felt just like, seemed like he faced a little bit of pressure went, went down. down. Exactly. I'm like, what's going on there? I, I did not get that. I, I don't know if there's a sometimes that, that happens too, where it's like, oh, he was hurt. He didn't want to. He didn't want to say anything. He didn't want the media yeah. speculation. So Jalen Hurts did exactly. And uh, and I, I maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe it was just you know nerves. I have no idea. I mean, but. there's something to be said about the regular season that they had. It wasn't all failure. Um, but it's we've seen it time and time again. I mean, it was only been two years, but Cliff Kingsbury, they start the season off great, and then the back half of the season, they're unrecognizable. I think I think when it, what it comes down to with the Cardinals, they have, with D-Hop, one great receiver, and then a bunch of Mav receivers, a bunch of solid receivers. Or young. Yes, a bunch of solid receivers who are really good threes, but below average twos. Okay, so like AJ Green, he's a below average two, but he would be a good three. Uh, Rondell Moore, below average two, but he's a good three. Christian Kirk, same same sort of thing. Yeah, I uh, think Christian Kirk has the ability to be a pretty solid two. He's a, he's an average two, maybe. Um, and then when you lose the hop, then it goes. Okay, yeah, you don't want you don't Christian Kirk to anybody. be your one. <laughs> then you don't have anybody. Then you've got no ones. You're number, and in my opinion, your number one receiving threat is Zach Ertz. Exactly, and in my opinion, it's like you're you got Christian Kirk, who's like. At best, an average too. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like that was tough. I think that might have kind of hurt them offensively as it came down the stretch. But you can't only re- – if you lose, especially wide receiver, mm-hmm. you're relying specifically on one wide receiver to do everything. I mean, that's on you. That, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not – it's not on. It's not on. You know, injuries. It's not. It's like <laughs> yeah. if you can't scheme anything else for anybody else, that's that's tough. And, exactly. And uh, Cliff's, I mean, we've seen what, what other up. teams are been able have been able to do with injuries. Granted, it wasn't as big as losing a top three receiver in the NFL, but like the Ravens were still competitive yeah. and putting up points um, against every team besides the Steelers. Well, we saw, and and I think this is kind of you know the faults of the air raid. I mean, if you can't throw the ball, you're fucked. I mean, and, they, they weren't a good running team without 
if Kyler didn't run the ball anyway. I'll pose this. I mean, when the Packers lost Devontae Adams in that Cardinals game, we saw it. They ran the football. They were able to get it done. Yep. You know, have uh, Aaron Rodgers do a little play action. That's how you do that. The Cardinals aren't able to do that. When it's pass all the time, you absolutely put yourself in a box. And that's what they did in the final six, seven games mm-hmm. of the year, and it really cost them. I think uh, I, I just wanted to touch on the Cowboys again because I remembered something. Uh, how much of their uh, credit was because they played in the NFC East. Like, they mm. got six wins. They didn't lose a single division game. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know if it... I don't know if it's because the Cowboys were good or if it's because the NFC East is just really bad. Um, At the end of the day, NFC East did have two playoff teams. I mean, watch. <laughs> it's crazy that they did, but... <laughs> yeah, Um. so I don't think it's as bad of a division as it was last year. Mm. I don't... Um. As far as the Cowboys go, uh, you know, they did have some slip-ups. It was what it was. But, I mean, they were still a solid team all the way around. I mean, even their losses, like if we go I mean, back yeah, to they it, still played good against They kept it close teams. with the box. Yeah. I mean, it's not like how it was with the Eagles where it's like, okay, they literally couldn't beat anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still won out the Chargers, which was God, yeah. Sure, obviously. But yeah, Panthers, when they bit. were playing well, beat the Patriots. They were a playoff team, won out the Vikings. And their losses really, I mean, when you think about it, it comes down to uh, Broncos. That was a bad loss. Yeah. But at the Chiefs, that's not a terrible loss. Uh, Raiders, playoff team. Um, and then Cardinals, obviously, another playoff team. So, yes, they feasted off their division, but they had a relative... That's what you're supposed to do, though. ...relatively difficult schedule playing the AFC West. Is yeah, that not fair? That's fair. Okay, that? there you go. Um, and, obviously, they had to get the Bucks. That wasn't a easy draw, either. Yeah. Um, we'll see how good the, the, they are next year, but we're going to move on into the uh, uh, and divisional round games. I think that this is going to be some much, much better football than what we got this yeah. weekend. Uh, the first game, Saturday... Uh, 4.30 kick, Bengals-Titans. Mm. I'm sticking with my original pick. The t- I'm going with the Titans. I think that they gave up 6.1 per carry to Josh yeah. Jacobs. You're going to tell me a team that's better at running the ball, that's getting Derrick Henry back, yeah. isn't going to be able to just abuse your defensive front? That's true. I, I think that the Titans are going to be able to control the ball. And they- Yes, they haven't played in two weeks, and Derrick Henry hasn't played in... I don't know, 10? Yeah, no kidding. 10, it's been a while. Uh, but I just think that they'll be able to control the ball, keep the Bengals' offense off the field. The only issue is just they can't do that, and Ryan Tannehill has to throw 25, 30 passes. Yeah. The Bengals' wide receiving core is absolutely going to take advantage of this depleted secondary for mm. uh, for the Titans. Um. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Bengals-Titans go, um, I think a lot of times when teams take this break, I feel like people kind of forget. I think they just, so we had just seen the Bengals win and we're like, oh yeah, the Bengals are doing well. And we kind of forget like, hey, the Titans were playing really good football before that, but they took a bye. So everyone kind of puts that in the back of their mind and they just think, okay, well, the Bengals just played. They got a big win. Sometimes it works against the teams with the two week bye. But when a team's as injured and as kind of banged up as that Titans team was without a guy like Derrick Henry, uh, I don't think that AJ Brown either last week this season. Nope. Um, I think that, they I think finally that, got Julio Julio back. Yeah, I think that buy actually final or actually helps the Titans a lot. Uh, this game's going to be played at home, and I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, I and this was you know kind of my fault for I said this when we were watching games it was like it's my fault for bringing two finesse teams to really follow, <laughs> and I, I mean blame me, but 
at the end of the day, when it's, you know, a finesse team versus a tough team, I think in the playoffs, the advantage always is going to go to the tough physical team. That's why the Titans fare so yeah. well in the playoffs. And Mike Vrabel is a much tougher coach than Zach Taylor is. <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to play a factor, but I like, feel yeah. like uh, they're going to meet shirtless mm. in the middle of the field. I'm going to have to duke it out. If that's the case, give me the Titans by a thousand. <laughs> uh, the, the, the the next game on the schedule, over diluted to it, 49ers Packers. I think the Packers are in a pretty good spot, especially yeah, if Jimmy G doesn't play. Uh, I, I don't know how good Trey Lance will be in his first ever game. Wait, what is Jimmy G hurt with? His thumb. And wrist that he's oh had taped up. Oh my gosh, on. give me a break. I bet he plays. I bet he plays. I think um, he does too because it's win or go home, but I don't know how healthy they'll be, and this Packers team is playing some really damn good football. I, they did lose to the best organization, uh, best franchise in NFL history, the hottest team in mm. football in Week 18, but you can't fault them for that. Yeah, um, no, you can't. You certainly can't. Expand to 32 in the NFL, right? Lions <laughs> can um, as far as Packers and 49ers go, um, again, I do think it'll be a tough matchup for the Packers just because they do like to pass the ball so much, but we've seen them run the football and they that can. Not, I mean, they got Aaron Jones and AJ. Taylor. Yeah. That I'm not worried about as much. I will say this as well. I don't know if they have a guy who's just a Superman fly around the field, make every single play like the, uh, Cowboys did with Micah Parsons. No. So, so I think, you know, the 49ers being able to stretch the field, that but might I be think, a... I think on the defensive line, they're better at stopping the run. Yeah. So I think that, run, I, be better. I think it's a little bit better. Uh, their best linebacker is Devondre Campbell. Yeah. Uh, I think they get Zadarius Smith back, but he's more of an edge rusher. I think that the 49ers are going to be able to do some things up front. To, I mean, Trent Williams is Trent Williams. He's going yeah. to be able to create lanes. Uh, but they didn't even, the funny thing about the 49ers was they didn't run towards his side that often. He Mm-mm. was just a backside cutoff guy. Yeah. I don't know if it was because he didn't play last week and they just wanted to keep, I don't know. But I think the Packers are in a pretty good spot. I do too. Um, as good as the 49ers defense is at the end of the day, offensively, they're not the Packers. Um, Packers are one of the best offenses. I think they're, they are the best because of the ability to run the ball and throw the football. Um, and then it'll come down to that defense making enough plays. I like their secondary so much. I think that's a huge thing for yeah. them. Um, I think it helps the 49ers that they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, you know, probably I would stretch the field, like I said. But I, I don't, th- I bet, you know, whoever does play quarterback throws it 10 times for the 49ers. Probably, yeah. 15, 20 times. Um, but yeah, I like the Packers too. In a close game, though, I think it'll be a close I game. I think. I think if you were, uh, if I was a betting man, I would probably take Niners plus six. Yeah, but I think I like that too. I think the Packers are going to win this game. It does easily. depend on Jimmy G. It I think does. without Jimmy G, the 49ers can't win this game. Depending on Trey Lance's development, but I mean, he's still young. He's True. still really young. Next game, Rams Bucks. Uh, listen, I don't know if it's recency bias. I don't know if it's because it's it's my guy, but I feel like the Rams are in a really good spot to beat the Bucks. Mm. Um. I do. I, I kind of like that too. I haven't really. Th- I hadn't really thought about this game, but I'll tell you this: uh, that D line was unbelievable against the Cardinals, and this is a similar sort of team. They're- and and Ryan Jensen and Tristan Wirfs are both hurt. They both got a little banged up against uh, against the Eagles, which is a pretty big thing. That is, and um, I think. I, and I'll tell you why else I like this matchup. I don't think the Rams' defensive line is very fast. I don't, but. 
Neither is Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You don't need to be. You just exactly. got to get after the quarterback. So big physical power rushers are actually going to work against a team like the Bucks or a team like, you know, the Patriots from 2008. That's why the Giants had so much success Yeah, because they were them. able to push the pocket. Michael Strahan. I mean, he's not a speed guy. He's just fucking bull rush. OCU Minora. Exactly. Um, so Jason Pierre-Paul. JPP. Who's now a buck. <laughs> but um yeah so i think i think the rams really are a pretty good matchup for the bucks and if a team does beat the bucks on the nfc side i think the rams actually would have a better shot than the wow packers. wow i said that wow remember keep in mind i had the packers going against the cowboys in the nfc yes you did i didn't have them going against the bucks so i think the rams i'm gonna go with you on this one i like the rams i hadn't really wow. thought about that but now i'm looking at i like that I really do. Uh, the last game of the weekend, Bills-Chiefs. Listen, I know everybody's going to be like, oh my God, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. I'm going with over-reliable. Give me Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Give me Andy Reid in the playoffs. Give me the Chiefs. I, I just don't see them not being able to pull this one out. Um, At home, arrowhead, packed. Interesting. Ready for this? So first off, spread's gone down just since we started talking about it. One and a Jesus. half, or not since we, but since this episode, um, was it two? Now one and a half. That line's unbelievable to me because Vegas loves KC so much. I think that line's about right. You know, it's going to be yeah. a really close game. Uh, EFP, or ESPN's FPI predictor: fifty-two percent Buffalo. That doesn't surprise me. City. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, you take into account what they did last game. Yeah, I can see that. Um, as far as the Chiefs, I I, I get it. Listen the. Bills played absolutely fantastic against the Patriots. Did the Chiefs not play absolutely fantastic against exactly. the Steelers? Save the first quarter. I mean, yeah, I get it. They played terrible in that first quarter. Defensively, but like they were pretty good. 42, and I mean, holy cow, that game could have been easily. It was one of those 42-14 more like pack, or, uh, Steelers get a last-second touchdown to make yeah. it closer. I thought the Chiefs played really well in that game. At home, you know, Andy Reid, this Chiefs offense, it's tough to pick against them until one of these up-and-coming, really good AFC teams beat, beat them. And I'm not going to do it here. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the Bills absolutely could win this game. I, absolutely. I, really There's no question that way. they couldn't. They played earlier this season. The Bills won, but you have to remember, I think that one was in Buffalo, and, and the Chiefs were not the same team. Exactly. you got to remember, the Chiefs at the beginning of the year, I mean, they almost lost us. Uh, three and four. Exactly. We were terrible. I mean, we were talking at the beginning of the year. I said Andy Reid was washed. <laughs> like week eight, I said Andy Reid. Okay, Andy Reid's washed, guys. Like, it's, it's over. No, they, they've turned it around. Um, won how many of their last, what are, a ton. Yeah. Like nine of the last ten. Um, so, yeah, they're a really good football team, this Kansas City Chiefs team. Bills are really good, too. It's going to come right down to the wire. I think it'll be a great game. I think there's a motivation aspect to the Bills. Like, this is this is it. They need This is this, this is your is, best chance. This, I mean, is the, this is the hump they have to get over. Yep. And I think, listen, I think whoever wins this game, and I, I know I made my predictions and said the Titans were going to win. I haven't seen the Titans yet. I might. This is, this is, I'm reserving the right to change my mind again if the Titans look really good against the Bengals. But I think whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I think it's a great AFC divisional, maybe one of the best we've ever seen. I'm really happy we got this one because I didn't want another rematch Chiefs-Bills again in the AFC championship. That would have been so boring. But now we're going to get a new AFC championship game, so that'll be fun. A Well, not necessarily. If we, get, are, if we get Titans-Chiefs, it's a repeat of 2019. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, 
this Titans team is so different. I mean, their identity from 2021 to 2019 is completely You're different. You're right. You're absolutely right. Which is crazy right. because it's only been two years. 2019, if you remember that, Tannehill they, they was made, literally throwing the ball like well, 15 times a game. Tannehill started playing like week eight of the 2019 run, and they were like terrible. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they were bad. He gets in, something changes, and yeah. they barely make the playoffs, and then they're the hottest team in football. Yeah, <laughs> uh, go into the New England, barely beat them. But they did enough, and then going to Baltimore and annihilate. It them. was not even terrible part. That was the fourteen and two fourteen Baltimore, and two Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, and they really were the closest team, other than the Browns. I guess well, you're just saying on the AFC side to beating the Chiefs. You're absolutely I think that right. Was a in, this, game. in this three year run, mm. outside of Tom Brady, you're absolutely yeah. right. It was the Cleveland that, Browns, and then it was the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, uh, Bills haven't even been close. I, I bet they will get close this time, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. That was uh, that was playoff talk. We got a lot of good football this week. You just stick around for next week. Later in the week, we got a little bit of mock draft action. Yeah, we're big mock draft guys. We've been mm. staring at them for, for weeks already. So we're going to give you ours. Even for months. months. Okay. I, I, since, I, I wanted to make it sound like November. we weren't complete nerds, okay? okay. But uh, you kind of... Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, we're going to give you our 1.0 later this week, but next week, come back. Both be- of our 1.0s. Both, yes. Come back because we're going to break down the games again, and I can tell you right now, it's going to be a lot better content than it was this week because <laughs> we just didn't have any good games. So stick around. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya. See ya.